Yo! Welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I am your host, Stephen, and with me, as always, is Sir Danny. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. We got the U.S. official roster released. It's it's getting real. It's here. Just got to get through one uh, one final weekend of club games. Keep the boys healthy. Keep on keep on praying for our boys. We are actually remarkably healthy right now, which is wild. Healthiest healthiest the U.S. team's been in a in a in a minute. So they were not healthy at all the entire qualifying process. So. All big names healthy, look, looking good. Uh, I got the squad set. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a best bets uh, for World Cup for next pod to get us ready for, for opening day um, two Mondays from now. It's going to be tough kind of trying to catch most of these games working, you know, during the daytime. And not really having a job where I can kind of watch TV and do my job at the same time, unless I can just kind of turn it on in a lot of these old people's rooms and just like, oh, how'd that get on TV? Well, we might as well leave it on. Uh-huh. Maybe that'll be my plan to watch some more games. Is is who has the TV rights? Is it ESPN? Okay, so we get Fox Sports One and Fox, so I should be fairly good to go to watch that. Uh, yeah, good luck, USA. I do have them to be eliminated in the quarterfinal game uh, and just to make the quarterfinals as well. So do- double down on that. But we'll get into all that next week. Maybe we'll do a separate World Cup preview pod. That that sounds like a winner. So we can keep the football separate. Let's get right into it. The football injury news for NFL Week Ten, it's already double digits for NFL season. That's mildly depressing. Um, I do love this time of year, getting into you know November, December uh, holidays. But I, I think I like September, October more. Uh, but the football should start picking up. It's just the football team should start looking better. Uh, not the Steelers because they still have Matt Canada calling their plays. So they're still going to look like shit the rest of the year. Some people think they're going to go on a run because their strength, the schedule lightens up. I mean, they're at a must-win situation at home here this Sunday against the Saints. But, man, we might win against the Saints because they're pretty mid. And we got T.J. Watt back. But... Uh, I don't know. I don't see more than a handful more wins this season at the best case scenario. What do you think quickly about the Steelers? Get into this later. I got them. I got a, I, I have that game in my picks, but uh, I think the uh, the week schedule coming up and the re- return of TJ Watt will uh, help improve things. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you have a dysfunctional team and a dysfunctional uh, organization staff, so they're certainly too bad to be to to rely on. It's gonna it's gonna be an ugly season, but not as bad as it has been. I mean, you saw the the one game sample size with TJ. How different that is. Well, and that was Mitch Trubisky too. But okay, well, whatever. Let's get into the other quarterback news. We've got plenty of it. 
Let's start with Josh Allen. You know, I think I'll talk more of the nerve stuff, but Danny, why don't you break down what happened in that game to cause the injury? Yeah, so you see when he when he absorbs the contact, he's like cocked back just, you know, kind of at that max. Um, oh, damn, my dog's barking. That uh, he, he's cocked back all the way into external rotation, like at that fully extended um, position, kind of like, you know, snapped back all the way like a, like a pitcher right before he's about to swing forward to, to throw with his elbow, with a valgus strain on his elbow, meaning his elbows, you know, kind of the force of that is his elbows bending out. Um, and that's exactly where he takes the contact to. So where that, that owner collateral ligament, your UCL, you hear it a lot in pitchers, Tommy John surgery type of thing, it's fully taut at that point stretched and then he gets contacted on it so the a stretch where it's you know the impact where it's already in a stretched position so he has some form of a strain to that obviously not fully torn otherwise he'd be done for a very extended period of time but you know there's there's some point of of strain or partial tearing obviously a lot of inflammation in there there's a your ulnar nerve runs yeah. directly under that which is kind of your, your funny bone is your ulnar nerve. So when you hit your funny bone, you have the pain, the tingling that goes down the, the out, the pinky side of your arm into your hand. That's, that's all affected. If there's inflammation in there, you know, it can put pressure on that nerve, cause, cause the nerve issues. It'll affect his grip. A lot of things at play here, kind of iffy on the details, but it certainly isn't a promising thing for Josh Allen. No. And from what I've read, um, I, I did deal with this a lot with, college baseball players <clears throat> and typically those guys even the picture the pitchers and non-pitchers alike they pretty much dealt with a lingering soreness uncomfortability weakness all that they, they dealt with that for the entire season pretty much because they're constantly continuing to put strain on that uh, very tender and it's not a large ligament, so the strain is easily induced when you're throwing a football or a baseball all the time. That that ligament is under a ton of torque and pressure. So I I do not see Josh Allen playing this Sunday because c continuing to throw the ball, throwing the ball 25, 30 times on Sunday is going to be a setback to that elbow and also obviously risking getting crushed by defensive lines even even a few times. Uh, very tender elbow <clears throat> that could be hit again or landed on or stretched out again. If that were to happen within the first really four weeks from the initial injury, then you're, you're really compromising the ulnar nerve. Like Danny said, that's your funny bone nerve that what tingles if you tap it well imagine that getting blasted by a helmet on a defensive lineman uh twice in a month so not good and then nerve pain once you damage a nerve like that particularly the ulnar nerve i know there's reports of him not being able to grip a football well which definitely tells me there's like some numbness or tingling from neuropathy of that ulnar nerve uh if that is the case I would expect it to take closer to two to four weeks of rest that Josh would need to fully heal that nerve. 
So I definitely don't think he's going to play this week. Next week, we'll update you again. Uh, I would say a small possibility he'd play next week. I don't see it lasting more than two weeks, though, of him being out uh, from competition. I would be surprised. Definitely want him back as soon as they can. Obviously, you're a, you're a, in a competitive division, and you know you need to maintain that lead. You're a Super Bowl contender. They want him playing, but this is also something that needs rest and needs to heal in order. To, it's not something you can play through, and it's going to get better. You know, if you're if you're still playing like while it's still acutely injured, you know, like Steve said, continuing to throw, continuing to put strain on that ligament and, and where it's where where you're already inflamed, it's just gonna be a nagging issue throughout the season. Tough tough situation for the Bills. I I agree he's probably out this week. We'll see what what transpires. Obviously, you know, they they know more details than we do because they're not giving out much. So as we get more info we'll we'll keep translating that for you absolutely i think we covered that extensively if you have any questions about josh allen's elbow or anything else injury related shoot us a tweet at return to play pod on the twitter uh we're never paying that eight dollars a month for the blue check mark uh We'll ride, we'll ride or die on the free platform. Also, check out our TikTok. Jimmy's posting some fairly decent memes on there. We want to try to maybe do a couple blurbs. Let us know uh, what you think. Give us some feedback or don't. Whatever. We're basically doing this for no reason at all. Let's he move on. He, <laughs> he did. Before we move on, he did have a similar injury in another UCL sprain his rookie year, which caused him to miss four games. So, uh, you know, but obviously they are, he's your franchise quarterback still developing that more inclined to arrest him at that point. They weren't expecting to win a Super Bowl. So we'll see how it compares to this year. And yeah, like we said, we'll, we'll get all the info out that, that we can. Moving on, got a, got a lot of quarterback news here. I'll, I'll touch on Matt Stafford uh, popped up in the concussion protocol on Wednesday. Not a whole lot of details here either, but since it's popping up so late in the week, it really kind of puts his status in jeopardy. An interesting tweet from his wife who, uh, let's see, I should have had this ready. Basically, she said, brains are not something to play with. I'm I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm hurt. And it was like, it was just very weird and out of context. I don't know who she was saying she's like mad at, but it was definitely an interesting, uh, interesting post. Hmm. That is interesting. So, yeah, maybe Matt Stafford doesn't play this week. The Cardinals are like minus two or three right now at uh, the Rams. So the Cardinals and the Vikings, basically we're saying we don't think Josh Allen's going to play. We don't really think Matt Stafford's going to play. Take advantage of that information because once the news comes out that they won't play, those lines will shift, I would say, five to six points. Maybe, maybe a, a tad, a tad less, but definitely Josh Allen. That's a five point. That's a five point line swing. Matt Stafford. I mean, who's the backup in L.A.? Uh, John Wolford, man, who <laughs> apparently they're big on, but he obviously a big unknown. Here's the, she put it was on an Instagram story, but I saw it in a tweet. But basically, she said 
you know, gave a, gave a dumb spiel. The head is not something to be messed with, and I hope as this sport develops, so does the concern for head health and the research around it. And no, I'm not okay. I have every emotion running through me. Concerned, angry, sad, tired, all of them. And I'm like, who, who are you angry? Who are you directing this at, Kelly Stafford? I'm just very confused. I don't know if it was something <laughs> he picked up in practice and she's mad about it, or if, like, they try maybe like because he didn't leave the game. He didn't. He he wasn't in the protocol until Wednesday. So you know maybe he was concussed during the game, and then you know come Wednesday he was finally like, hey, by the way, I I got hit. I got a concussion or I got a headache. I don't know. Just a weird weird situation. But by popping up so late in the week, probably not enough time for him to get cleared from the protocol prior to Sunday. Technically, I. Th- think the rule is if Wednesday is considered day one, you can then group day one and two together and then day three and four together. And then uh and then five, six, seven, one, two. No, you still need at least four to five days. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Sunday would have to be the fourth day. So I we we're gonna have to maybe Double check, reread the concussion protocol rules for the NFL and get back to you on Twitter because this might be going unreported that uh, Matt Safford like logistically cannot pass return to play protocol, but maybe the NFL just doesn't give a shit and he'll, he'll just play anyway because they like ratings. And he has not been ruled out yet, so... Yeah, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to do a little digging. Sorry, we didn't do that ahead of time for for the six of you out there. Uh, follow us on Twitter or shoot us a message. Oh, let's see. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got the thumb sprain. Obviously, lost to the Detroit Lions. I had bet the Packers. I had bet them first half minus thirteen and a half, and they got. Within the five-yard line three times in the first half of that football game and got zero points out of being within the five. Packers are dead to me. Aaron Rodgers can go fuck himself. He's a dick anyway. And now that he sucks, like, you can't be a dick and suck. Uh, so, you know, retire. Fuck your right. team. Oh, yeah. they're screwed. When he does retire, they're so screwed over. They, they're going to have $76 million in dead money after his retirement. But that's enough about uh, the shitty Packers. We'll get with Ryan Tannehill back to practice from the ankle sprain. They also activated, well, they have not activated, but they designated Traylon Burks to return. So big boost for the Titans offense that was entirely one-dimensional. Looked pretty good early against the Chiefs, and you could tell they were afraid to afraid to let Malik Willis spin it at the end. So obviously he's he's not ready. He got real conservative in it. And it bit him in the butt, but a big boost for the Titans, who uh, pretty much are still running away with the division at this point. Man, yes. how, how nice would it be to play in the AFC South? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, continually that's just been uh, Mike Vrabel's just figured out how to be a barely above 500 team, which really what the Steelers have been most of the last decade. And, and yeah, and no one else can even come close to that. Uh, I, well, the Colts do sometimes, but Colts are in a tailspin. I don't think the Colts are going to be good for a few years now. They do have a good defense if they can find the right uh, quarterback in this draft or offseason. I think they're going to go draft this year. Let's well, move. They, oh, go ahead. They, they screwed themselves out of picks with these two terrible trades. But, 
Yeah, I mean, Frank Reich, obviously, when you completely whiff on two quarterback trades like that, you, you're, uh, you're, you're barely treading water at that point. So short leash. We'll see, see how Jeff Saturday improves the uh, – obviously, <laughs> it was a very weird hire, but he, had a, he, I, he had, gave a little uh, interview, got me pretty hyped up. So, I mean, at that point, I mean, what do you, yeah, I mean, what do you expect the interim co- coach to do? Basically, you just like – That's another interesting line to talk about real quick, the – Las Vegas Raiders minus four and a half at the Indianapolis Colts. Think about all of the job tasks that Jeff Saturday has to do this week. He had to hire a new offensive coordinator this week and then come up with a game plan with this guy on how to play the Las Vegas Raiders. A a team, like who knows how much film he was watching for his ESPN job, like, and he wasn't breaking down, hasn't been breaking down film to like, you know, attack a team. I guess he's done it for decades as a, as a player, but man, I don't know how they beat the Raiders, even though the Raiders are also dog shit. That's tough. Well, so that's going to roll right into our wide receiver group. Uh, We got really no good running back news. Uh, And so wide receivers and tight end, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, both placed on the IR. Very, very unfortunate to see. What do you got on the Raiders and this this game this Sunday? Yeah, the Raiders are just a mess right now, too. in a, in a complete down spiral ever since the whole Gruden thing. And it's funny, too, uh, Gruden, uh, pretty much every pick of his arrow was a complete whiff, too. They just they just cut Jonathan Abram, who's one of the... You know, they had three first-rounders the one year, and they're they're all gone. They've already declined the option on on Josh Jacobs, which now seems like a, a bad decision, too. That he's the one they should have kept, So, but he's going to hit free agency next year. But I do want to say, Jeff Saturday was in. He was in some sort of like advisor role with the with the Colts prior to this. So I'm sure he was like, okay, at least up to date on you know film and some of the inside scoop. But like I, but I, I, you know, I, what what is his responsibility really? I'm sure it's still the the various assistant coaches were already there. Basically, at this point, you're just like the task delegator you know you you yeah he's not he's not game planning he's not calling plays he's not doing any of that he's just kind of in, you know in a leadership role keeping the atmosphere up i suppose while the you know the the coordinators and the assistants are just going to have increased roles he's the he's um, the queen exactly exactly he's just he's just the face he's the pretty face that's going to come to the press conference and say good things and uh, uh yes assistants Good locker room speeches. <laughs> Interim coaches are a tough job. I mean, Rich Passaccia last year, you know, did did as good as he could have done. Uh, you know, yeah, but Rich, Rich Passaccia had had been a coach for twenty years already. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is like it's a difficult task. He came in and did good, and they still he like they still didn't bring him back. Like he still didn't get the job. Now he's he's like a some assistant at, at Green Bay, I think. So it's he's the you know. People are people are like outraged about the Jeff Saturday thing, and I'm like, no, nobody like that's not this isn't a desirable job to have. Like you're you're set up for failure. And yeah, so, you know they're gonna they're gonna move forward with a real candidate next year. That so, makes sense. And, and Rich Passaccia is the, the special teams coordinator for the Packers. All the all the Jamel Hill, Mel Hill uh, people, you know, complaining. Oh, they 
gave Jeff Saturday a chance because he's white. I'm like, you if you give freaking a black coach this job and he stinks and gets fired, then you have a you just set this is the job where you're set up for failure. And moving on to the Baltimore Ravens who are dealing with the Mark Andrews injury. Doesn't look like he may even return this coming week. We will keep an eye on that. He had he didn't practice again today, but no real big news. Oh, huge play by the Panthers. I have the play- Panthers plus three. Hope I didn't just mush mush it by saying that on the pod, but we'll, we will find out, people. But yeah, the home my hometown, my NFC Panthers had to had to back them in prime time here in the divisional game, and it just feels like you know how the Panthers lost in Atlanta two weeks ago, feels like they're going to split this division series here this year. So Panthers plus three, up by 10 right now in the second quarter. But anyway, Ravens, Deshaun Jackson, he got demoted to the practice squad. Uh, he's very, very old and was there to he, – he filled in the void, I guess, with all the other injuries the Ravens are dealing with. They, they've always been an injury-ridden team, really, the – in recent memory, fuck the Ravens. Sure, yeah, for sure. Uh, tough news. I mean, that uh, we uh, that's that we're good on receiving. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, Jason Verrett, DB for the 49ers, <laughs> tore his Achilles in practice. Tough loss for the for the Niners. It's another in- very injury plagued team year after year. It seems like, but uh, tough loss for the Niners. D who was. A team that was really clicking right now. Very injury-rid. Uh, I'm officially taking Matt Prater off of our injury report here. He has went six for six in his last his last six kicks in in the last two games. So I think Matt Prater's fully fully back and learned in in my research. He is from Mayfield Heights, so another Cleveland kid. Uh, good for him. And he's 38 years old. I think this is probably Matt Prater's last season. Matt Prater's swan song here after starting in 2007. Quite the NFL career. Pretty crazy. That's a, that's a, that's a tenured kicker right there. Finally, we have, we're, we're kind of just skipping Heat and Pad Ice Pack. We wanted to spend more time on the Josh Allen stuff and what we already talked about. So the only Heating Pad Ice Pack we got is... David Njoku, he was practicing uh, non-contact by himself at practice today. I think the Browns really want to try to get him back for Sunday as they're playing a tough, red-hot Miami Dolphins team. The line's pretty weird with that game as well. Opened up at Browns plus four. All the money is on the Browns, and it's moved down to Browns plus three and a half. So a a lot of big bets, a lot of... A lot of early action on the Browns. I think they think uh, defensive line of the Browns is going to disrupt Tua from getting the ball to those threats downfield. Do you have any thoughts on the Browns or the Dolphins? Every time I bet against the Browns, they they pull it off somehow. So I'm not touching it. But I, I mean, I they can't stop anyone in the passing game. I don't know how they're going to stop. You know, I I, have, I envision Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle just having a field day out there. Back to the kicker thing. Uh, kickers kick forever. Robbie Gould, uh, he, he he's mid forties at least. But uh, we do have uh, another kicker update. I forgot to jot down. Boswell added to the IR, so the groin strain obviously mm-hmm. a little a uh, little more serious. It's tough. It's yeah, but uh, who cares? 
<laughs> we <should>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll miss a couple game-winning kicks. We'll get a better draft pick, I guess. Uh, but yeah, moving, moving, moving on down here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what what we got next. I I, th- I think the Dolphins win this game handily, and I would I would lean to the minus three and a half. I just can't. I'm I don't know how they're gonna. It. I don't know how they're gonna stop stop the passing game. Well, and uh, there there's some people coming over Sunday to watch football, and the the husband is a Dolphins fan. Teresa's the Browns fan. I'm just gonna stay away. I might take the over. Sharp the over under is 49 and a half. So, Danny, if you think these wide receivers are gonna get you know t- tear up the Browns secondary, then the over. For, the Browns are definitely going to run the ball with Nick Chubb, try to limit possessions. It's Browns and the under or Dolphins and the over. Maybe I'll take both of those as parlay. It's, it's like a quadruple middling of the game. <laughs> uh, or I'll just tease all four. I'll tease all four, maybe. Uh, I don't know. That's That's real greasy thinking. Let's move on to oh, and you also missed David and Joku. I gave him. I haven't graded him yet. I grade him as a cold pack because I don't know how much he's going to be able to play. He he still hasn't practiced um, with the team yet since his initial injury about three weeks ago. But he is uh, out there. He's just non-contact, so he might play if he does. Uh, ice pack because i think i think he'll be missing a step yeah i agree jonathan taylor heating pad i don't know if you talked about him but he's on there full practice back to practice he's gonna be back this week and he's gonna be the bell cow no uh yeah if i was jeff saturday Mm -hmm. it's give this guy the ball every time no naheem naheem hines either so more more passing game for jonathan taylor could be. I like that. I like Jonathan Taylor as a tournament play in DFS because who's going to take any Colts this week, I think. Uh, but yeah, the the Raiders secondary pretty much stinks too. So could could get some uh, Sam Ellinger hype going. Maybe he can get it going. Let's move on with the show. And to that, we are going to draw of the week. I did not get the draw of the week. It was Tottenham, Liverpool. They didn't draw. Should have took the MLS final. Uh, did not. That's life. That such might is, even such yeah. is life in the NFL. I lost my draw in the ninety-fourth minute. Crystal hmm. Palace. Crystal Palace screwed me out of a draw. Would have been my eighth of the season. I was counting my chickens before they hatched. I was ready, and then, uh, and then bang, ninety-fourth minute killer. Uh, but. I was thinking about taking Crystal Palace again this week, but I decided against it. My hashtag draw of the week, I like uh, Chelsea and Newcastle. I think that's going to be a draw. Newcastle hot. Chelsea, obviously the better, more talented team, but they are kind of in shambles right now. Might be Christian Polistic's last game eh, for Chelsea. A lot of rumors actually of him, of Newcastle, targeting him in the January transfer window. So, you know, especially if he has a big World Cup, it can be a very... uh. Very interesting uh, transaction to follow. I think he'll. I think if he does blow up, he'll get a lot of uh, you know a lot of draw a lot of interest from a Chelsea squad where he's kind of somehow falling out of favor a little bit. So, be interesting to see. Hope he gets through the game healthy. That's all I need. And just and, and screw him. Hope they draw. Yeah, that I I would love Pulisic 
on a team like Newcastle so much more than Chelsea. I don't I don't care for Chelsea. You know, I, I like City. So out of the top clubs, you know, I would uh, much rather see him try to bring a middle tier club up into that top four echelon and get them in some tournaments. That would yeah. be cool to well, see. Well, Newcastle also recently got, they're like, they got purchased by like a huge, filthy rich Saudi group. So like, they've yeah. actually, they're they're I think they're third or fourth in the table right now, actually having a, having a fantastic season and they're just. They they have the money to just hoist out contracts now. Yeah, they're third in the table. They've they're on a at least a five game win streak, I think. So Newcastle's pretty hot despite not having that top tier talent. They definitely have B to B plus tier talent. And so I mean, I would I'm I'm I can't wait for this if the move does happen because a he'll be he'll be the guy. He'll be the, you know their their main offensive piece. Newcastle's going to be stacked in the coming years because. They just have the money to do it. That's enough soccer talk for this week. Like we said, World Cup coming up here. We're, we're ready for it. We're getting ready. We'll get you some coverage of that, and we'll definitely be keeping you up to date on the World Danny will keep you up to date on the World Cup injury news uh, as the tournament progresses. Maybe, maybe he won't. We'll look for that on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, I'm my draw of the I'm week. Tweeting like a crackhead. <laughs> Yeah, my draw of the week, I'm going to Bundesliga Hertha Berlin at F or no, it's FC Colin at Hertha Berlin. I'm going to take the draw there. Uh, I know nothing about these teams or really much about Bundesliga, but I, I have a good feel for it. And I'm feeling the draw in this matchup. And I think that brings us to our next segment. What segment is that? Sounds 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 like a good time for the LGBTQIA plus player of the week. Big dub on Sunday. Big comeback dub. Epic fourth quarter. Ugh. Uh, two tackles. Two tackles. Good performance from my boy Carl Nassib. I got I got to give it to him this week. I'm going I'm going with the former All American, my Penn State boy Carl Nassib. Big dub for the Bucks. Keep him in first in the division. LGBTQIA plus player of the week. In Germany this week. That wraps up the segments. Time now for the greasy gambling picks. Odd week last week. Jimmy and I both went 0-1 and 2, both missing our locks. So and Danny hit his lock but missed his other two picks. Un- unreal. So we're a little cold. We were on Too a cold streak. Week. It's been a it's been a brutal three weeks for me. Two and seven. Oh, that's ugly. But I do want to say, I don't know why I did that. I told you, everybody, I said, take the under in that Air Force Army game. I don't know why I just didn't make it my second pick because I got the I got the Army cover, but I, I didn't take the under on the pod. But anytime there's a service academy game, take that under. It all It's a guaranteed hit. Yeah. I, I They're guess like I'll, 40 and seven, something like that in the last, you know, 50, something like that. Uh, last under. last place boy here. So well, also so in the one and a half years now that we've done this, somehow never had a single push on the show, and we got four pushes in one week, which is just like <laughs> astronomical to think about. What are the odds of that happening? Uh, but I think you did. Ha- you guys did have one of the games that overlapped. Yes. Well, we both went against each other, and it pushed. Oh, that's uh, that's hilarious. Um, so I'll start with my lock mentioned at the, at the top of the show, but I really, I really, it was two and a half. Now it's already moved to one and a half, but P 
Pittsburgh Steelers at home. The Saints stink. You just watch them stink on live TV. Tomlin has struggled coming off of a bye, but Saints on a six-week of rest. Steelers on two weeks of rest. Really no excuse for Pittsburgh to struggle in this game. You're getting T.J. Watt back at home. There's no excuse for them not to win this one outright. So I'm locking it in. Steelers plus one and a half. That's my lock. I really like going back to the college game here. UConn plus 14 and a half at home. UConn's terrible, but Jim Mora Jr. doing some big things already down there. They are eight and two against the spread this year. This year, so somehow they're they're they've limped to a five and five record. One more win, and they are in a bowl after uh, several years of just barely even. I mean, it shouldn't even be considered football what they've done there the past couple of years. So they're getting Liberty at home. Liberty ranked, just coming off a big win at Arkansas. Liberty's kept a lot of games close this year. They're obviously very good, eight and one. Um, Obviously, just went to Arkansas and won, but a lot of their games have been close, one-score games. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I like, I like UConn to keep it close at home. We'll see what happens. I like that pick a lot, though. Four, Fourteen and a half points, I'm getting. And uh, the third one, I'm iffy. I'm iffy. I've bounced around a lot. I liked Minnesota plus five. It's already moved to three and a half, and I'm sure if Josh Allen's out, it's going to completely flip the other way. But I'm. That's too iffy for me to touch. I'm not going to mush, Steve. I'm going to stick with the Rams. Rams at home, minus one and a half against the uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. I think, <laughs> I think the Cardinals are just a disaster, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Rams, even with the Matt Stafford stuff in the air. But I, I think the, the Rams win this one at home. So those are my three picks. I really, I really do like Steve's lock here, though, so I'll let, I'll let him tell you about it. Ooh, big hit in the, in the uh, Panthers-Falcons game. On Drake London, we'll see. He he popped right back up. They threw flags everywhere for targeting. I don't think it's going to be targeting. Are you sure you want to take the Rams with Matt Stafford's brain? I mean, I don't care who Matt Stafford hasn't been playing well this year. I don't care who's in there. I just that's just, true. They might get a spark. With the, yeah. yeah, Kingsbury stinks. The Cardinals stink. Yeah. Uh yeah. Also, no, that's clean hit. Also, there's no there's no targeting in the NFL. Well, you know what I meant. Personal foul. I knew what uh, you meant. I just got to shit on you. Yeah, of course. I want to get to Jimmy's picks first, and then I'll go last because Jimmy's has you know the complete opposite lock of, of you. Your lock is Steelers plus one half. Jimmy's lock is the New Orleans Saints minus one and a half. So he is packing to go to Canada this weekend, Mr. Jimmy. Jimmy is the kid that – I hope he's listening to this in the drive to Canada. Uh, Jimmy maybe left his room um, 15 times during high school outside of going to school and back. Well, that, like, that's not true. We, we, would, we would go do shit. But like if there was a gathering of four or more people, Jimmy w- was at maybe 15 things like that uh, throughout his life. And now his, his new wife uh, has him doing – Something every weekend. I love it. He's he just lives a complete opposite life that he did uh, up until this point. Uh, he must really love her because he was like a, a a hermit crab before that. So good good for him. Jimmy's picks. Uh, fuck fuck his lock. I hope his lock stinks and uh, drowns. Fuck the Saints. Yeah, uh, go Steelers. So he's got Minnesota plus three and a half. He's thinking Josh Allen's not going to play. He's listening to us. He's. He's sharp about it. You know, going against his Bills team, though, that's interesting. You know, uh, betting against his Bills. 
with the with the Vikings here plus three and a half. I do like the Vikings if Josh Allen uh, doesn't play at this number, but I'm too scared to bet it. I'm going to just stay away. And then finally, he has his old favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, uh, plus three and a half. Bad juju what he's doing here. He renounced the Browns, moved on to the Bills, and now he's betting on the Browns and against the Bills. I don't know, Jimmy. This isn't looking like it's going to be a good week for you. Maybe he's going 0-3 this week. I don't know. Not saying that's going to happen, just saying it could happen. So let's move on to my picks. I'm going to start with the Bears, minus three. Despite their record, the Bears are uh, getting better each week. Justin Fields is coming to form. They're actually starting to develop purposeful runs for him and running the RPO more efficiently with him. And Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery, I think if those guys can get going against this atrocious Lions defense, I think the Bears cover the three easily. I don't. I, I really don't know why it's not more like a four or a five. It's just the Bears offense is that much better than the Lions defense, in in my opinion, for this game. And then it's it's a mediocre Lions offense versus a mediocre to not very good Bears defense. So let's move on. I got a college pick: Pittsburgh, the college. Versus University of Virginia, that's over 40 and a half points. That's too low of a number for an ACC matchup. It's in Virginia. Pitt is a mild favorite. I, I just see, you know, more than uh, three touchdowns on each side of the ball there. And then we will move. Also, I could see that game going into overtime. So if you really feel frisky and could find, will that game go into overtime? I bet you that's around. 8-1, to 10-1, to one, something like that. And moving on to my lock of the week, Danny foreshadowed it. He really likes it. It's the Tennessee Titans, minus 2.5. They are home against the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos got rid of Bradley Chubb. I think they've lost a bit of their defensive identity with that. They... May not be such an elite defense that their DVOA and other stats might allude to. Uh, not a huge fan that uh, 78% of the bets are on Tennessee. But you know what? This is just a Tennessee Titans team with an elite running back, a good enough offensive line, and Ryan Tannehill might be back this week as well as but doubtful Traylon Burks. I don't think Traylon Burks is going to play in this game. But with Tannehill back, that gives Robert Woods a, a slightly better chance to actually catch a ball. The Broncos, they're just the Broncos. They're shit this year, and Russell Wilson's shit. Titans, lock it in. How bad has Wilson been that he's being like completely shown up by Geno Smith? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's so crazy. Like, was did Russell Wilson just stink the whole time? And like Pete Carroll's actually that like good of a coach. No, because I remember even last year watching Russell Wilson just roll out in the pocket and drop some fucking dimes to Tyler Lockett, like corner end zone. And he didn't pass to Metcalf there the back half of the year, but really anybody. And he was making the no-name guys behind Lockett and Metcalf look pretty good too. I think he was playing pretty well last year, uh, and he definitely hit a cliff this year and it's just a new like he's only ever played with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks 
And now you kind of expect him to have to adapt to a new system, a new coach, all of those things. And they aren't, it's hard to be on the same page at that fast of a pace in an NFL game with a brand new NFL head coach and now a quarterback who has zero experience with anybody except Pete Carroll. I think that's more of the problem than Russell Wilson just being a, a total dud this year. And I do think he can maybe have a bit better. Uh, I know it's harder to play in Denver here as that air thins out even more with the the, the winter time coming up in the mountains there. So maybe Denver gets a little bit of more home field advantage as we move on. But this game isn't in Denver. It's in Tennessee. It's in Nashville. So give me the Titans minus two and a half. And that, I believe, does it for our that was show. A very, that was a very long response to a simple question. But, yeah, Russell Wilson's just been bad this year. It's wild. <laughs> I know. We, we said a half hour for this. We're at 46 minutes. So Definitely we're, a shorter episode. Not a whole lot going on this week. So weird, enjoy. Weird. It's been a quiet week. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Well, it's been everybody on the cable news uh, shows have, have been talking about Josh Allen's elbow, but they're all just like saying nothing. They're just like, well, they said they're taking it day by day. So I guess, uh, I guess he's, we'll see if he's playing on Sunday, guys. I don't know. And then uh, we're, we kind of gave you at least an explanation of what's we think's going on uh, with our clinical judgment and and how we don't think he's probably going to play this week. But I, I get on TV they're not really – it's not looked at fondly to speculate on injuries because I guess we're just too soft to do that anymore. But we can shit on people getting fired and losing their jobs as coaches and shitting on players for not doing their jobs as well as we think they can be. That's all okay on cable TV, but – we can't uh, discuss Josh Allen's uh, ulnar nerve because that that's too that's crossing the line. So we live in some weird times right now. Uh, no matter what you believe in, and no matter what you think of Josh Allen's elbow, remember to stay healthy, America. Specifically, stay healthy, USMNT.